we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. Okay, I don't know. Don't, don't ever so bring so you guys around me. Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, I would have wrote it. I'm not really sure what I've done to you, Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hot and Bravo podcast, part of the Buttered Pop Network. It's Eddie Estrada here once again with my co-host talking all things Beverly Hills. Armin, Arms, how you doing? I'm good, Eddie. Uh, it took me a while to get here. I, of course, had to get ready. I had to do a photo shoot. I always mm-hmm. do my photo shoot before the podcasts, um, but I can't wait to post that to IG later. Yeah, so it was all it- worth it. And you're stacked with accessories. I mean, you just it looks like you just kept grabbing more and more. You know, you needed them all. The Chanel, uh, the Dolce & Gabbana, the Versace. Um, I, I mean, got it all, Eddie. I've got it all. I mean, your hair is perfectly coiffed as well. So, you know, it's worth the time to wait for you, Armin. I'm, I'm going triplets with Dorit and Erica today. Oh yeah, I can see it right. Yeah, they were twin. They thought they were twinning, but actually, it's the three of us together. I mean, the blonde looks great on you, Armin. What can I say? Really makes your eyes pop. I appreciate that. It's a new look for me. It is. I'm enjoying it. Um, If you guys couldn't tell, we're obviously making fun of Dorit. I can't say we're making fun of Dorit. Well, maybe you're making fun of Dorit. I'm paying tribute to Dorit, the best housewife on BH right now. I'm loving the theatrics of Dorit, the speaking Italian everywhere, uh, the taking forever to get dressed, the photo shoots. Dorit has come such a long way. I I know we keep saying it, but it's so true. She may be the best on the cast right now. I have to, I I agree with you. I mean, you know, I have my, I said with Rena, I'm always at the right hand of Rena, but, um, you know, I love Dorit now, and I that's very shocking for me to say, because when we started this podcast, I feel like it was when we were first introduced to Dorit. Yes. Like, and I used to call her Dorito. Every freaking episode, I'd be like, Dorito, Dorito, no one cares about her. She's fake. She's a liar. Now I'm like, sing her praises. I am going to make fun of her, though, for being 45 minutes late to a dinner, because that's absolutely ridiculous for literally getting ready in a photo shoot. Um, but, I mean, she looks, I mean, that wasn't my favorite look of hers, but for the most part, she's been looking pretty pretty fine also that's very not your brand is being late being, you are always on time or like a little bit or like too early like where i'm like right. to linger a bit like well my thing is is like i being late stresses me out because i, I don't know i don't want anyone to think that like their time is not valuable to me you know what i mean because like i really value my time so like i'm always like I try to like give someone their full amount of time. So like, I'm really bad at parties because I will show up to your party on time until you, unless you're like, yo, it's going to be like one of those show up fashionably late situations. But I might text you at seven o'clock and be like, Hey, I'm outside. Is it cool that I'm here? (laughs) See what you do is you show up on time and then do the photo shoot. Yes, that is true. Is arguably better. And it's more fun because then you can have other people pop in because you know, your outfit might be banging, but your friends might be banging too. And it's nice to get the group shot in. Um, yeah, so this episode begins, like, it's, like, 30 minutes after dinner, and it's all the ladies split up into, like, their respective teams, so you've got, uh, Garcelle, Denise, and Dorit in room A, and then you've got the rest of the ladies in room B, and they're both kind of discussing the situation and all that. I think what, like, this scene didn't, like, do much for me, because they're literally just repeating what happened, like, 10 minutes before, like, last episode, 
but it showed me more so where I think like the reunion couches are going to be lined with yes. like, where, where our lines Good are point. being drawn because we're going to talk about it right after this before we get really get into the niece Brandy thing. But I feel like Dorit going to the room of Denise and Garcelle um, was a turning point with her and Kyle. It's a big and move. It's a big it's move a big for sure. Move. Yeah. She's getting on her own grounds and spreading her own wings, which we see in the scene right after where her and Kyle go to like lunch. No, I think you're absolutely right, Eddie. That's a great point. It really establishes the alliances. Yeah. Although I feel like Denise is on a little bit of an island because Garcelle and Dorit are more neutral allies than full-blown allies. Yeah. They're more like listening to her side instead of fully jumping on board to like, let's take down Denise train that all the rest of the ladies are on. Exactly. Right. We have seen housewives like going down fully with the ship. This is not yeah. going down fully with the ship. Dorit no. and Garcelle are in a great place with the rest of the ladies, right? And they're yeah. not alienating anybody by going into that room with Denise. No. Like you said, they're hearing her out. They're being there for her um, because it would really suck if she was truly on an island. Yeah. And, I mean, it seems like her her normal confidant, which is Lisa Renna, is mm-hmm. kind of playing both sides right now, which is very Renna, obviously, the producer of the group. Um, but she goes and sits with Kyle instead of sitting with um, Garcelle, Dorit, and Denise, which I was like, I kind of figured that to happen. But Rinna um, playing both sides is really her going against Denise, let's be honest. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I think that's what Denise brings up the next morning when they are right. when they have their little like lunch where she's kind of just like, you know, like it is what it is like you're you're a friend but like at the same time i'm watching my back and yeah she's she's like i would never do that to you yeah and and uh, the thing is is like i think denise wouldn't like that's the thing is i feel like denise kind of is just like a whoa whatever kind of go with the flow kind of person yeah she's a little wild but i don't think she would like actively try to like condemn someone in public unless they came after her first you know what i mean Yes, I think you're absolutely right. But I also think Denise is accidentally exposing the way RHOBH operates um, because she keeps talking about how there's a line and we don't cross it, right? We don't cross the line. And I don't know how this came out against me. And then she mentioned to Rinna in that conversation, why didn't you pull me aside Yeah, and just tell me off to the side what's to come, right? So I was prepared. And I think what she's doing is accidentally revealing what happened last season and probably what happens every single season on BH, which is that the ladies produce a lot. It's highly manufactured. Mm -hmm. And I think what we're learning, if we didn't already know this, is that the cast picks a villain each season. Yes. And then they all go after that person and cross the line while the line stays drawn for every single other cast member. That's exactly what happened last year, Eddie. We, we kind of talked about this in last season. Yeah. Like, nobody Hills, could talk about yeah. Dorit's lawsuit. Nobody could talk about Mauricio's lawsuit. Nobody could yes. talk about uh, Erica's lawsuits or whatever. They all had all these things going on, which Camille did bring up near the end of the season, but it didn't really get much play. It didn't catch any traction, yeah. Lisa Vanderpump was the villain. We're going to cross the line against her she's going to be the focus of this season and we don't cross that line against anyone else. So this season they picked Denise. <laughs> I think hey, that's really what it comes down to. I honestly think you're right. I think Denise is the villain this season. Clearly yep. they got 
backup help from Brandy because she happened to have a story. And I mean, I do I believe that Denise and Brandy hooked up? Yes. Do I believe there's more to the story than we're seeing? Yes. I feel like there's a whole side that Denise can't reveal that we're not getting because we only have Brandy's side, which is Brandy's feelings and opinions on this situation based on what she says happened, which I, I feel like, I don't know, because I believe Denise in some sense. I believe, believe Brandy in some sense. I'm with Kyle on the kind of thing where it's like, Brandy really doesn't lie. And she, like, like she said, the lawsuit she had previously, like, she doesn't want to go through this bullshit again. Like, she doesn't have any money. You know what I mean? Like, she's broke as the joke. Like, this girl's on Cameo. Like, um... <laughs> Wait, but, Eddie. I mean, and I, and I know that because I bought a Cameo from Brandy Glanville, in which her tit comes out. Oh, it's the most fully batshit Cameo I've ever seen. Eddie, I just remembered something. Denise is going through a lawsuit with Charlie Sheen. Is it, aren't they yes. going through some sort of custody battle or lawsuit? Forgive me for for forgetting oh the details. Oh my goodness, Armin, you are right. I forgot that was even mentioned. Yeah, that was mentioned on the season, and that was tabloid fodder. Oh my goodness! Come on, that has Armin, to be impacting this. You are this. connecting the freaking dots, which would explain the season desist and why it worked for the reunion. Because these stories could be infringing on Denise Richards' character, making it a harder decision for the court to decide that she deserves full custody or whatever yep. custody she has of the children because her lifestyle is not that different from Charlie's anymore. Holy shamoli, Armin. You cracked the freaking case of Beverly Hills. I, this, like, I say this every time, but like, I'm surprised this podcast hasn't blown up because you cracked <laughs> Beverly Hills' case. Like, Armin, you are the, you are like, I don't know, like, the, I don't know what we call you. The Bonnie and Clyde of Beverly Hills, but like <laughs> Bonnie and Clyde tried... are criminals, more like yeah, Columbo. Like, who's Columbo? One of the best TV detectives ever. Um. Okay, I, I <laughs> you're like who's Columbo? I I said like I don't know like I don't know you're I don't know breaking the bank I thought like a robber. Oh, I see. Okay, but, I I see where I you're going know, with but, it. I was thinking I'm more. Saying? Like, I'm a detective. And I'm like the Megan King Edmonds I, of this podcast. Let's put okay. it that way. Thank you. That's that's more my terms. And everyone who's, like, going to be like, I can't believe you don't know who Columbo is, I will do my research after. I know it's I know it's famous from, like, I want to say the 70s. Great show, Eddie. Well, I will be, I'll watch an episode or two of Columbo so no one hate me. Uh, this is, I'm Columbo friendly. Uh, I really yeah, think that's I, what it is, Eddie. I and that's what right. uh, Denise is referring to when she says, I've got bigger things going on in my life that have nothing to do with this show. Although this kind of does have to do with the show because, like you said, how she's portrayed on the show could impact the trial. Which is fucked up. Oh that's which why is, they are which, kind of crossing a big line here. Yeah, which which totally makes sense why she's like so kind of like, She's kind of cleaned up her image from last season. Like, obviously, she's like, okay, I'm on reality TV now. My family, my life, my kids, everything is going to be shown here. Maybe that's why she got that. You know what I mean? Like, so many more things are clicking. You, I, I'm like, I feel like this case is closed. I really do think that's a big factor. If not the whole damn thing. If not the whole thing. Because that would make sense why she's like, you know. That's really cruel of the rest of the cast members, if this is true. Because they didn't touch Dorit's lawsuit, which was a petty lawsuit. They didn't touch Mauricio's real estate dealings. All of those things... This is her children. This is her children. All those things have far, far less significant consequences. Yeah. I'm and team Denise, say, man. I don't care yeah, what she did. I don't care if she slept with Brandy. So Who cares? I'm like, 
I, I mean, yeah. And like, she can't say like, yeah, I did have sex with Brandy and she can't like talk about the situation or like at all because it's like, what can't, what she said can and will be used against you in court. Like it's in, like, it makes so much sense, Armin. Let's talk about um, the Kyle and Dorit little drama. So before the ladies go and do their little fun little things, which we'll briefly talk about, um, but they, um, Kyle and Dorit have a little like wine and pasta together and kind of hash out what went down between the two of them the night before. Te- Dorit feels like Kyle dismisses her and doesn't treat her like the rest of her friends. She feels like she always believes that Dorit's just going to be on her side and gets very upset when Dorit's not on her side and just doesn't value Dorit's opinion as much, which I completely agree with. It's We're seeing a similar situation of Lisa Vanderpump to Kyle, and now Kyle's mm-hmm. doing it to Dorit. It's the abusee has become the abuser in the situation because this is the same kind of way Lisa Vanderpump treated and acted Kyle kind of like as her lapdog and was like, you're always just going to be following me. You're always on like, you know, you're my silent yes woman. And now that's how Kyle thinks to read is to her. And it's like, it's, it's, you know, it's very reminiscent of LVP. That's a good point. And Kyle really blows up a little extra with Dorit and Kyle doesn't really blow up. But that uh, montage flashback sequence yeah. was really informative. It's Very hard to telling. see over the course of the season how they are interacting because like so much is going on and they're not the focus. And obviously those moments don't happen back to back. But it was good to see them back to back because I think it really crystallized what Dorit was saying, which is, yeah, Kyle does have a thing with Dorit and I don't know what it is exactly. Is it jealousy is it maybe her feeling like dorit like you said needs to be her yes woman and if dorit ever like steps out of line then you know she's going to get punished you know extra hard whereas teddy i would say is a devoted acolyte she never uh crosses kyle so she's never gonna get punished exactly yeah and like that's the thing it's like teddy's playing the part perfectly teddy's got it down teddy's good to go you know what i mean like She's the Ken. Ken knows his role. Ken knows what he's doing. He's happy. He's just along for the ride. He's happy to be involved, you know, much like Teddy. She's like, hey, you know, if my dad's name doesn't do it for me, Kyle's will. Um, and But then you got Dorit, who's like, you know, becoming her own person and kind of getting yep. her own little stand culture. And she's like, you know what? Maybe I don't have to be part of the plastics. Maybe I can be my own queen bee. And you know what? Doris, Doris. <laughs> what a name. I'm going to say Dorit, be untamed. I'm reading Untamed by Glennon Doyle right now, by the way. Fantastic book. Um, Highly recommend. Um, But yeah, Dorit, do your own thing. Don't follow in what Kyle believes that you have. You don't have to follow these rules of Kyle's group, of the Queen Bee, of the Beverly Hills thing. Be your own independent woman. Be whatever side you want to be on and do your thing. I freaking love it. I love this Dorit. Yeah, also, every gripe Kyle has with Dorit seems to be surrounding like Dorit's business stuff it's tinged with jealousy yeah that's what I think and maybe it's because Kyle hasn't been able to get her stuff off the ground in the same way I mean she had her fashion show at the beginning of this year um, but I don't know where her line has gone Uh, (sighs) yeah I don't know I honestly don't know but I'll just say this Hey, maybe maybe she could have a, a like a side part in Century Twenty One. Maybe she could talk yeah. to Sonia. <laughs> she needs to connect with Sonia to just really launch. Um, but 
Kyle keeps having problems with Dorit doing those IG shoots or whatever. Those IG shoots are killing it, from what I can tell. You so know just keep I, doing your thing, Dorit. Don't care what Kyle has to say. I don't even know why Kyle gives a shit about her getting dressed and doing photo shoots. Like, okay, so she's like a little bit late, whatever. Uh, she didn't show up to Teddy's thing till one. Didn't Teddy say that you don't even have to show up at all? So yeah, the fact that she even showed up at any time was nice. Was fine. I'm Again, yeah, reading. Kyle's nitpicking in a really weird way, and it all seems to do with things that Dorit does to increase her own fame. And I think it's it, Kyle not wanting Dorit to become more famous. Exactly. I just, I was going to say, I'm just waiting for the moment where Kyle next season is late to a dinner or a party because she's trying to do TikToks, terrible TikToks <laughs> with like herself and or Mauricio. Like, that's the thing. It's like, girl, yeah, you know... Kyle, you're doing the same thing. You're just mad that Dorit's doing it better. Girl, honey, sorry. This is this is very Ramona Leah to me. Oh, wow. Yes. Ooh, I feel it. Dorit just needs to, like, it's be chill with Kyle, but really just be your own person. I think Dorit is on the preface of something bigger. I could see Kyle maybe, who knows, not kind of, she's fallen out of the graces of a lot of people, these Eva fans in the recent years. Who knows how much longer she'll be on the show with the whole kind of revamping that they're doing across all the franchises with a lot of younger cast members a lot of the ogs have done their time and they're booting them out um you know it could be dorit's time to shine and maybe she's realizing that and she's like you know erica jane has kind of fallen from the fallen from the wings mm-hmm. kyle's kyle's had her light shine for a very long time lisa renna's veering into villain territory very easily and could it could happen at any moment who else, does she, who else does she have to compete with of that original group? Not Teddy. No. I think that Kyle basically had a half-season run with the crown in season nine. And this season, I would say it's either a crownless season or uh, Dorit's on top. Let's be real. So I think, you know, Kyle just finished off, like, the saddest run ever for a Housewives Queen Bee. And she's pissed off. And she really was feeling herself after season nine. She thought she was the anointed one. She to was replace like, hey, LVP. It's my time. But it was really Dorit. Um, let's talk about what these ladies do. Speaking of crowns, we must talk uh, about what these ladies do in Italy. Um, the tiaras, so the $10,000 tiaras. tiaras. <laughs> which, by the way, I just am like, ugh. if you guys don't know about Dolce & Gabbana and all of the terrible stuff that comes with that brand and those who run it, do a little research. I'm literally shocked that like Bravo is like so pro D and G right now. Shout out um, to an, an IG account called Diet Prada. They call all yes. that stuff out. Yes. Um. Just just do a little bit of research. Um. But like, I I mean, it's fun to see these ladies like do fun stuff. But like, this whole scene was weird. Um. D- it's all about Sutton and like Sutton's fashion. She's like this big VIP at D and G, whatever. I can get a punch card too at my local Chuck E. Cheese's, but like, you know, if you spend enough money, anyone can be a VIP. I've worked in the retail industry for years. Um, but she doesn't want to like show the outfits to her friends. Like what, what was that like, about? Come sh- let's go shopping together, but I'm not going to like shop with you. I'm still going to do my shopping privately. Like you guys can do whatever you want. But all of these clothes here are pulled for me. So you just have to sit there while I try on clothes alone. Like, bizarre. 
I don't really have the best fashion sense, but based on what everyone's said about Sun's fashion sense, which I can tell is not the best, she can maybe use that second opinion. Speaking of which, I just have to point out, on our Patreon, we did a really fun thing um, where we answered questions from a the mailbag, mailbag that we had, yep. um, which was really fun. And one of the questions had to do with um, Giselle Bryant from RHOP is so gorgeous. She goes unchecked with people like say, you know, letting her wear bad fashion choices like that tiara on the baseball cap or the way her house is decorated like the Bad Girls Club. Um, Denise Richards, I believe, also has a very similar lifestyle I'm bringing up because, first of all, her house in the confessionals are it's oh like my god gross like 80s 90s like saved by the bell pipe dream situation with the neon like pink purple lights like the, the weird palm trees like the angular it's an like, adult it's, dollhouse or some shit it's exactly. bizarre yeah and, and then beyond that like i just like the denise we know this the denise fashion is just like there is none i will say she did look nice at this, the final dinner in that dress with the leather thing and her hair pulled back. She looked good. She looks very good. Denise is all about casual comfort. Yes. Yes. Which I'm um, about. That's my fashion. Casual well, I comfort. Think, I think that's also going to be fashion moving forward for the like the way the thing is. No one wants to like wear a suit anymore. What does Just the suit matter? Just be comfortable. Who wants to wear um, a suit at home on a Zoom call, right? Right. I do. Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> Please do not make me wear a, a suit on a Zoom call. Um, we we wear yeah, a I mean, suit and tie while we do this podcast. Yeah, I'm 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 <laughs> three piece suit right here. Um, I'm wearing a tux but, for some reason, like yeah, I'm going to a like, wedding. Oh, what? I'm sweating through my pits. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to just touch base still because like that question was brought up about um, Giselle Bryant, but I wanted to say it also applies to Denise Richards because Denise Richards mm-hmm. has terrible taste. I, and that's just a personal opinion. And if you want to check me on that, who go and check me, boo. I, whatever. Everyone can check me. Um, but yeah, the the shopping with D&G was weird. It was just another way for Kyle to show like, hey, I've got a lot of money. I want to buy like $6,000 worth of stuff for my daughters. Then we had, which I loved. I love when the ladies drive fast cars, fast school cars. Why like, is this such a reason, BH thing? It's so it's weird. Not, they did it in OC too. If you forgot, remember they in OC they did it, and they also did it on Summer House. Remember when they rented the car? Yeah, house? yeah. But it's a Bravo thing. But I love it. But they've been they've been doing it annually on BH since like season seven. I want to say when I think Erica and Dorit went shopping for PK's birthday. Was that what it was? Yes, and Dorit brought Erica. She has good taste in cars, and she like loves old cars. But it was really funny because they tried all these cars that there's like no way that Dorit would be able to afford like that car for PK. Oh yeah, no way. Um, they were weren't they like driving around Lamborghinis or something? I, I don't know, but they've been doing it annually since then, and it's weird. And I get nothing out of it to be honest. Let's talk about the real juice. Okay. I want to talk about the drama at the end. Denise and Brandy drama. Yes. Okay. So. Wow. What. <laughs> Okay, so first things first, let's talk about the Denise bombshell. And I'm put, I'm gonna have air quotes for those who can't see me on the on your ears, mm-hmm. um, which is everyone. Um, ears can't see the bombshell. The ears don't have eyes. The ears, yeah. Oh gosh, the hills have eyes. Oh dear lord. <laughs> um, I've been watching a lot of scary movies. Like you know, I love horror, and so like I've been doing a lot of um, reestablishing horror and I actually own Hills Have Eyes and I think I'm going to watch that because I haven't seen it in a second. Do it. Um, but back to uh, a, a, a more 
grotesque rumor. No, I'm joking. I don't even know if it's like a grotesque rumor. Brandy or Denise tries to say that all the ladies, Brandy said she slept with all of the ladies at the table, including. No, no, I think. No, no, no. I think she said that she sleeps with like every lady she encounters. Oh, sorry. Yes. Including some at the table. Including some at the table. Sorry, that's what she said. I'm sorry. Yeah, she did say she. Brandy says she sleeps with any woman she meets, including which is hyperbole, right? That's not meant literally. Okay. And then it's then does Lisa Rinna out herself and say it's it's you and me to Kyle? She's saying it can only be you and me because the rest of them don't have a relationship with Brandy. Exactly. Dorit has only met Brandy once at Kyle's party. She said her boobs were weird. Right. And. I guess Teddy doesn't know Brandy except for a couple times meeting her, so it can't be t- and, Teddy. Yeah. And for some reason, it can't be Erica. I don't know. For whatever reason, maybe it's because they shared a season together at the very least. How many seasons um, were Rinna and Brandy on together? I want to say two. Okay, yeah. Was Brandy on Munchausen season? No. So only one. So only season five. Only one. Yeah. Okay. Great season, though. Great season. Um, That's where we get the Harry Hamlin. Don't talk about my husband. Don't talk about my husband. Glass. Amsterdam. Uh, throw it in the face. Yeah. We, we got angry uh, Rinna there at the very end. I love when Rinna gets well, angry. That's what I wanted to say. Is she's like, she's like, I never slept with Brandy. Don't you say that? Like yeah. she gets so angry, and it's like, aren't they saying the same thing about Denise? Right. It's this double standard where they are allowed to cross the line with Denise right now. But don't yeah. don't dare cross the line with anyone else. Like we were saying, they pick a villain, but mm-hmm. no one else can be attacked. It's only that person, which seems unfair. But at the same time, like Denise is also digging herself into a hole and is really taking it on. I mean, she picked some fights at the beginning of the seasons with people. She is not. Well, she kind of had an apology. Well, her and Erica now have an understanding. They had that one on one after the car situation where. They, Erica's like, I don't have a problem with you. I just have a problem with your husband. Um, but yeah, I don't know. She's digging herself into a hole. She says she doesn't talk to Brandy. Then she says she does talk to Brandy. She's like throwing out these baseless claims. And then she's saying some things are true, that they did meet up, that she did sleep over, but nothing happened. Like, it's it seems like Denise is trying to put a bunch of Band-Aids on the problem, on right. all these water spots that are coming off. And she's not doing it. She's literally just putting like duct tape where she needs like mortar and like cement to like actually close it. Because all these, these, Literally, certain duct tapes popped off this episode when she was like, I never talked to Brandy before the party. I had a conversation with Brandy before the party. Like, girl. But that's the only inconsistency. I have to point that out. Okay. So, so Teddy was making the same claim that, that you're making, that you know Denise's story is all over the place. But watching this over, I think the only con- inconsistency is that at the dinner table when she's first made aware of the accusations she says i didn't talk to brandy before the party but when they are talking to uh denise about her relationship with brandy she says i've hardly talked to her like i've only known her a little bit etc etc so she never actually makes any sort of black and white claim about her relationship with brandy one way or the other like i talked to her a lot or i've never talked to her she does make that one specific claim that she didn't talk to her ahead of the party and then later obviously seems to retract that but to me that's a minor quibble like that could be her stressed out pressured in the moment and saying something dishonest sure 
But more broadly, she didn't claim to never talk to Brandy. She did say, I do talk to Brandy, but hardly, which I think could actually still be accurate, even if she did sleep with her. Even Brandy said that Denise ghosted her for six plus months or something. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. So that actually aligns. That story aligns. I mean, uh, let's be real. Obviously, I'm team Denise. Um, As I said earlier, I feel like after I heard, I heard, after I heard your cracking of the case, I'm team Denise now. But at the same time, like, yeah, I do think like, I don't know. I maybe I just had that. I, I now hearing you say it, I'm like looking at it again, but I feel like these ladies are having the same mind frame as me where it's very confusing the language that she's using and the way that she's dancing around the subject makes it very confusing and makes it seem like her story's off, but you're a hundred percent right. There's really only one inconsistency. The inconsistency is that she said she didn't talk to Brandy for the party, which she did, which she later revealed to both Lisa Renna and the table at separate occasions. Beyond that, her story matches up. They were in Mendocino together, all this X, Y, Z. It would make sense why she's, flusters and flabbergasted if this whole lawsuit with the kids and charlie is in the back of her mind that's why she's dancing around it that's why she's being weird in the way she's telling the story confirm she can't deny because anything that she says on camera could be used in court because they can that's that image that's public footage everything else denise has said has pretty much aligned with brandy's story except she denies sleeping with brandy but yeah she's between a rock and a hard place right now I think that's what it is with this custody battle or lawsuit or whatever. They briefly talked about it. I want to say in the premiere, right? It was like her, Garcelle, and someone else at lunch. It yeah. was it was near the very beginning of the season, it and was, it was like one it, scene. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, it was a, a small scene, Armin. But you're a hundred percent right. And I want to go back and maybe watch it and find it for next episode that we talk about it because totally. Yeah, honestly, I think the I think the cast has decided. You know what? Denise is the villain. And I I honestly think the cast is picking on her. But um, I'm interested to see where this goes. It's not going to go too much more because we're only getting a 16-episode season. But So three I'm more episodes to, to go? See. Yeah. Stuff can happen, though. I mean, the preview for next episode... Looks good. Looks good. Yeah. I mean, um, we get a walk-off. I mean, which is we always love. We always love a good walk-off. Love a great um, walk-off. But yeah, so, I mean, we're going to see how this plays out, obviously. I think you really did crack the case with Denise Richards. And I hope all of you guys agree. If you don't agree, let us know why. Let us know uh, why we're totally wrong. Yeah, you can hit us up on our social media by searching at Hot and Bravo. That's at H-O-T-N-B-R-A-V-O-D at Instagram and Twitter. Um, if you guys aren't already and you're loving this podcast, we have so many more podcasts um, that we do. We do uh, Real Housewives Potomac Recaps. We do New York recaps, so make sure you hit subscribe wherever you're listening, whether that's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. Um, also, check out patreon.com slash hot and bravo. That's H-O-T in B-R-A-V-O-D. For just $5 a month, you guys can get exclusive access to exclusive podcasts like that one we talked about earlier, the mailbag questions, and others like our Bravo battles. So check that out, patreon.com slash hot and bravo. Armin, is there anything you want to let the people know before we go? Support us on Patreon. I want to plug Patreon again. Support us there. Patreon.com. It's fun. We've got cool stuff. We've got more fun stuff coming. It's been, you just need a little bit more Bravo in your life. Just like an ounce more. It's totally worth it. And it's it's Um, more than an ounce. Let me just tell you that. It's it's more than an ounce. It's like a good like quart, pint, gallon. And I don't know if you mentioned this, but if you are a supporter of our Patreon, 
then you get to ask the questions for the mailbag. That is exclusively yes. uh, for Patreon supporters. So our, so yeah. that mailbag, which is once a month, is... Uh, and you can go- ask me anything for the most yep. part. You for... can ask anything. Honestly, it have to be Bravo yeah. related. <laughs> yeah, ask me anything. Uh, true. I mean, I grew up in the time of like form spring. I feel like I have thick skin. So if, if you guys want to ask a question, I'll do my best to answer. Yeah, and then I'm obviously... Also- you have access to the whole catalog. So on there, there's our Reality Rewind series. Yes. And that's where our... we did super deep dives on each episode of Vanderpump Rules Oh my season gosh, those two. are so fun. Really, those are really, really good. good episodes. Those are great. Fun. So check it but out. Yeah. Support us there. And check me out on Instagram and Twitter by searching at Eddie underscore Serata. And yeah, I think that's it. Did we mention it all? We mentioned it all. See you next time, y'all. <laughs>